Hello everyone, um, been a while since I had to record one of these. Uh, my name's Brad and uh, me and my design mate Win are back to chat about AI. Uh, today joined by Tom at Ether Design, who's back for his second podcast appearance. Uh, Win's got a new job, uh, Tom's just happy to be by the water again, uh, to be honest. Uh, let us know what you make of this episode, whether that's just in our DMs or tell us when you next see us at a Design Truth event. And uh, yeah, see you on the other side. Happy New Year and all that. Very good, very good. Yeah, Happy New Year. I don't know when you stopped saying Happy New Year. I remember in university once, and me and an Irish friend, we kept going, how was your Christmas until about April? <laughs> <laughs> My favourite's the uh, best of the year. So it's like, oh, best cup of tea I've had all year. Nice. <laughs> First week of January. <laughs> Keep that going for as long as possible. Never, never disappoints. Cool. And how has the year been so far? Yeah, very good. We've... Um, it's been a bit of a crazy one, to be honest. Yeah, I can um, yeah, we've had lots going on. We've had one of our biggest projects to date and our biggest client to date, kind of running at the same time, which has been uh, really interesting. One of our clients has just been bought by a big American firm, um, which has just chucked a rocket at them. <laughs> and um, and the reason they've invested them is purely for R&D or not purely but a big part of it is for R&D so it's been uh, one project with them turned into I think we've got about eight running at the moment of a list of about 23 cool which is uh really good fun which is uh yeah lots going on yeah nice uh, so far so good yeah and for the people that didn't obviously this is your second appearance on the pod Tom you're coming a bit of a veteran so for those <laughs> that didn't listen to the first one who are you what do you do and all that kind of stuff yeah, cool. I'm uh, so yeah, Tom Parsons. I um, started Ether about five years ago. Uh, before that, I, um, I was at Bournemouth University back in the day, 20, oh no, 2005, I think I started. Uh, after that, I was designing camera systems for Superyachts for a while. And then I went to Dyson, uh, did my stint at Dyson for about four years um, before starting Ether. But I kind of the thought of starting Ether was before I went to Dyson. It was very much um, go to somewhere that was the complete opposite of where I currently was. I was working on singles, one-offs for superyachts, so very bespoke CNC manufacturer, that kind of stuff. So I just wanted to go to the exact opposite of that. I wanted to design things for 10 million offs instead of 10 offs. I came down to see, was it last summer, maybe? Probably the summer yeah, before. Yeah, was that? Maybe? Two years ago, I think. Yeah. Probably the summer before. Yeah, so um, I don't know if you've been able to walk the streets of Paul since your first podcast appearance. <laughs> so that's a very difficult <laughs> one. We had one, we had one, didn't we? We went for a drink and it was really bizarre. I was just like, I'll meet Wind for a drink after work. And um, I was just standing outside Pancras Station and got spotted. That was a very strange no experience. Way. And we ended up taking this fella for a drink, didn't we? He was like, oh, I can't even come with us if you yeah, want. wasn't even a designer. <laughs> it's a strange experience. Uh, but, it's um, funny doing local talks and things. Mm. I had one a couple of years ago. Yeah, I did this talk on 3D printing, I think it was, in Bournemouth. The next morning, um, bumped into this guy in the coffee queue. I was like, 
oh, you're Tim, aren't you? You did that <laughs> talk last night. I'm like, ah, 50%, right? <laughs> and it's all going well with you as well when you've got a new job. And uh, I appreciate you got your design you? truth. You got your design truth out on today, but um, how's the new job going? All that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Loving it at PDD. It's really good. It's really good. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's a different experience from my design reality days, but um, I'm really enjoying being back in, in consultancy, consultancy lamp. It's, um, it's fun. And have you been pleased yeah, with how um, how busy things have been? I mean, imagine, you know, I mean, I don't listen to the news anymore, so I don't know what's going on in the world. But <laughs> every time I every time I talk to someone, they always go, oh, it's turbulent times. But have you been pleased generally about workload and projects? And same for you, Tom, things, things positive rather than things a little bit indifferent? Uh, main concern at the moment is actually getting more people in, um, mm. trying to hire at the moment. Still have been for quite some time, um, but yeah, no. Generally, feeling very positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for us, yeah, we've got a lot of, kind of international clients, so I think depending on which maybe hemisphere and what mood people are in, <laughs> mm. um, I think uh, yeah, that could be a, a big kind of you know, things people's people's kind of. Know, perceptions of uh of the news and i think just generally christmas and winter just kind of gets just plays havoc with, with a lot of people and other people just kind of shut up shop don't they and go nah it's two weeks before christmas <laughs> then we won't be back now until a fortnight after christmas and before you know it like a month has gone so it's uh yeah but uh no so yeah i think ben having benefits of of international business is, is massive mm. Mm. plenty of things to be positive about now lots of the chatter Maybe this is some of your Christmas chatter. I don't know with family and friends, or whether it was Richard Madley on GMB this morning. It's all about this, all about this thing called AI. Now, is this something that's been studio chat for the last couple of weeks or so? I guess, or yeah, or definitely. Hmm. Um, it's come out of well, almost out of nowhere. I think what is so fascinating about it is how young it is hmm. and how far it's progressed in such a short time, um, and just kind of build up to to this i've been watching podcasts and reading bits trying to get into the kind of understanding of where it's come from and you know how young it is and it's um yeah 2015 they started working on it you know in the grand scheme of technology it's an absolute baby but how it's progressed in such a short time and how quickly we're able to get something usable from it i think Mm. is really interesting like that first i mean i've been always i always try and be an early adopter which i wasn't before i was super cynical i think like Mm. early early career stuff um i was always a little bit cynical about new technology and things like that and i i didn't really realize so someone called me out on it (laughs) you think oh no actually (laughs) yeah you're right and uh, and I wish I hadn't back in Bitcoin days, <laughs> telling <laughs> telling people in 2014 that it's going nowhere. Um, could be a very different scenario. Um, but yeah, so something like this, I was really interested in getting on mm. top of pretty early. And That's something you are using in terms of, and maybe even for yourself, whether it's just on your day to day or just at certain points in the week, is it something that actually you've now fully incorporated into your work process i guess mm. or not I, I i don't think well we haven't i don't mm. not i've mean, got some ideas um about how you could use it um 
but yeah, no, we haven't within design team uh, or, or wider in the company thought about it really in terms of yeah using it. I mean, I think we've all been playing with it and been massively curious about it. Mm. Um, I, I, mean, I think I've just been interested in it more just socially. I think realistically, <laughs> talking with talking with family and friends, reassuring them. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, I think that's generally been kind of my interest with it. You know, evolved. You know. Try to understand you know, if we can tell you some jokes or write some songs or um, how good is it translating things into North Wales kind of dialect of Welsh, <laughs> you know, and and you know it's those things that I think finds interesting from a from, a, from the Chat GPT perspective, and then mm. uh, you know, obviously had a play with Midjourney and Dali and, uh, and a bit with Stable Diffusion as well, but um, yeah, I think I totally agree with Tom. It's it's definitely here to stay. It's definitely growing. Um, I think we're definitely at the kind of Windows 3.1, um, mm. and I think everyone's going to be excited about you know the Windows 95, which <laughs> you know is which will be coming up soon. So I think it's 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 it was almost inevitable, realistically. I think you know you can't have this huge, huge, vast amount of data on the internet, and that no one has thought about pulling it all together. Um, and I think what's convinced everybody um, in terms of that early adoption is the fact that it's felt almost human. Mm. So I think that's the bit where, you know, you Google something, you get a list of items. Great. Mm. This is doing the same thing, but the fact that it's written it out using language. Uh, yeah. You can actually using, have a conversation so, with it. Exactly. And the fact that it's kind of, it's remembered your previous question and, and has yeah. learned from that. Um, yeah. I think that's the thing that, I think has shocked people is that it's not, it doesn't come across like one of these pop-up chat bots you get on a website that wants to help you or something. It's, mm. it's, it's got a little, it's, it's feeling like it's human to a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah. then I think once you've actually scratched the surface, I think it's obviously got a lot of, a lot, a lot to go before. Um, yeah. I still think it's very distinguishable. Yeah. It's that creative side, though, in the work, in the writing that is kind of fascinating me originally. It's the like, tell me a joke or write me a song or, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, I did uh, got to write as a haiku for, <laughs> for the pod. <laughs> Just like those, those kind of things. Um, but also, the, yeah, I think I guess where, where Google supposedly has gone into Code Red and I, I don't know if I completely believe that because I'm sure they've they're working on something very similar, but of course they have. Yeah. In of terms of um, asking it a question, um, I had one. So I've got another business, which is uh, the sunglasses Kickstarter that we're just going through manufacture fulfillment. And I spent a couple of hours on the internet trying to work out, trying to teach stuff about import duty and VAT and from different countries. Mm. And yeah, deciphering Google, that kind of technical information is an absolute nightmare. Chucked into Jack GPT, Chat GPT. They need a new name. <laughs> Definitely needs a new name. <laughs> They're the only one that can say Chat GPT really fast. Um, and straight away, it, you know, what is import tax from uh, Italy to the UK? Mm. And it was a succinct paragraph and straight away was much better information yeah. than my two hours of roaming around google um 
whether you but again you can almost trust it as well because it's like it's it not feels, a definitive it feels answer. Quite, it feels quite trustworthy doesn't it yeah exactly it's saying i think it's there like like th- these are the rules that i can find for a definitive answer contact this department yeah and it's like wow that's amazing <laughs> you know, how long do i need to go through the internet to find the exact kind of department of the uh UK government to uh, to get to an answer. Yeah. So that side of it, and again, just testing it with things like uh, marketing plan. You know, again for the sunnies, it's just uh, you know I'm not marketing, I'm not sales. So that kind of side of it is completely alien to me. Mm. And influencer marketing. So it's just you know just chucking some things at it, like w- how do we use influencer marketing marketing for a campaign? What do we mm. need to give people? What should our budgets be? And and it's quite insightful. It's yeah. um yeah, really interesting. But it is only as good as what you put in. Yeah. yeah and... we'll, we'll probably we'll probably come on to that, won't we, in terms of that human um mm. impact there. I mean, you should see me using some of the visual stuff. It's quite funny. You must think it's <laughs> you know <laughs> some of the prompts are a little bit rogue and they don't really uh they don't really go anywhere. Um but just... look at those as well, those 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 adoption rates. I think the fact that it's interesting from the fact that it is easy to use if you can, you know, if it allow allow you, you in because if, if you can, you can get in, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is I think I what to find out before that was the fact they had, you know, comparison to some of the other kind of technologies that have come over recent years, a million users in five days. Yeah, um, it took Facebook ten months. It took Netflix three and a half years. Mm. So the you know, valuations just gone through the roof, hasn't it? And it's just <laughs> as a business, it's just completely bonkers. It's absolutely crazy. But but I think it's the fact that people can can access it, find it easy. There's a, a really nice interaction there. Whereas mm. I think Netflix, obviously, broadband speed, things like that, and, yeah, it almost kind of almost been a barrier to people accessing those things and yeah uh, people really understanding what facebook was because i think myspace was battling for it at the time and yeah. but i think this is very clear it's very very niche and it's it, nothing yeah. else is doing what what chat gpt does um, yeah so it's quite interesting in terms of yeah how, how quickly yeah um non-technical people are playing with it which i think is fine mm. and it's quite mm. interesting as well i've just seen actually um for the first time it being used um dali um by a on linkedin i think it's a marketing company the guys um runs a marketing company and didn't credit that it was dali so it was a post using images from dali saying um i can't remember what it is now is the about the new tiffany nike collab saying you know why why aren't other companies doing it and it obviously put in the tiffany Tiffany blue green into Dali with Crocs and all these other things. And he's got a range of products, you know, he's got a, a Tiffany range of different shoes. But I think what was interesting was that it wasn't, it's was the first post that I've seen that wasn't referencing AI or about AI mm. showing AI. It was about something. Um, is, that, is that the human not... ego getting in the way? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think, but I think that's where the issue comes, you know, later on, that's where the kind of the artist side are concerned or, you know, where it's like actually not crediting the artist or who is the artist and um, where that, 
line sips. But yeah, I don't think we've quite got there. But in terms of back to your question about using it in the studio, um, we have been using it, but I would say at the same level of scrolling through Pinterest. Okay. For me, at the moment, it's like creating your own Pinterest board is probably the best way that I can describe it. It's it's chucking in some prompts and it's finding those little bursts of inspiration. It's definitely not the whole image, but we were looking at um, uh, it's a fitness product and it's quite a particular fitness products and then some of the things that are coming out it's like oh that's surface finish that's really interesting you know just like a little surface profile that was just um the shape and how a chamfer interacted with a fillet you know it's those little nuances that you kind of start to see that you might not have seen through uh through a pinterest scroll um but then also with clients we've been doing kind of little workshops you know just kind of been going for a review we sit down with the client and the 10 minutes where you would be chatting about your weekend it's kind of come on then what do you want to chuck into mid journey yeah. <laughs> and, and, um, and, and are your clients chatting about it as well i mean are they asking you about your opinion on it or are they um, using it no not that i know of um no it's pretty much been us kind of driving it kind okay. of look at this new toy <laughs> you know <laughs> and um rather than the other way um no one is really asking for it or um yeah particularly particularly chat uh, chat gpt yeah um it's more kind of yeah what what crazy ideas can we spit out of it yeah and but do you, do you see that dynamic changing at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can imagine um i think because it is so accessible anyone could put something out as a starter of a project maybe I think that maybe it may be that kind of brief creation tool, um, potentially. I mean, it's the the biggest point, I guess, at the moment is that there is no development, you know, in the kind of design process, it stops abruptly at concepts Mm. and um, not even full concepts at the moment. I'd say you pretty much, you're hard pushed to get a kind of full, full product concept unless I've seen some fairly good cars and things like that. <laughs> um, it's kind of the shapes that you just obviously commonly see. And it's interesting from brand perspective. It seems to have latched onto Nike. Nike, it seems <laughs> to handle really, and there must be so many Nike logos out there. Hmm. Try and um, it's most of the, the examples out there have been Nike. Um, you try and give it a kind of a slightly niche brand and, it stumbles um yeah because i think because it's essentially that because it's built on that statistical mathematical model is that it's the more time people are either putting images into it or asking yeah. the same things is you're going to get that very focused thing where again it, it understands that nike <laughs> i think when you start talking to people about how do you understand do you know where this information or data is coming from mm. to be able to create this? And I think that's mm. that's the important thing. I think people need to not just use it, but they need to dig deeper and go, do you yeah. understand how this works and why it's working? Because mm. there was an interesting thing I saw on, on Pinterest where 
industrial designers, because of the algorithm built within Pinterest, is people were creating very, I don't know, minimal um, forms and the details of them were very, 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 I can see muted because of what Pinterest was showing you. Yeah. So I think, you know, where people don't sometimes don't think about what they're being provided and how they're using that as inspiration. <laughs> and it's yeah, kind of great. Well, if every industrial designer is using Pinterest boards and using, I don't know, Le Manouche or something like that, right? Yeah. Is that's why everything starts to look the same. Yeah. <laughs> I want simple, minimal forms. And it's like, right, and it kind of evolves like that. Um, whereas mm. I think it's quite interesting to use it as your own, own Pinterest board. That's a it's a nice take on it. Yeah. I, I like the line from Ian Campbell Cole when he said it's a HD extension into my imagination. I think that was a nice kind of, <laughs> kind of line of, 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 I mean, it, of what it is. I mean, it's, it's a nice point of view where, you know, we're, we're lucky designers. You think visually, you can think in three dimensions. And I think a lot of people have lost that. I mean, we've all, all had it as kids, right? But people have lost it. And in particular, if you've got clients and they've come from a certain background and they've got maybe this idea or they're trying to communicate something and, you know, even if they can get to, a, I don't know, a post-it note sketch or, yeah, yeah. or something, but if they can kind of go, they can add more realism to that. It, yeah. it kind of helps with that conversation, right? In terms mm. of, oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. Or, well, actually we've done this drawing is this what you were thinking <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. those conversations yeah. become a lot easier because of being able to communicate essentially in the same language which is the visual language right yeah completely that's what yeah that's what we were discussing today actually is that the kind of two main areas that i can see it is one is that pinterest board <laughs> the other side of it is just rendering just visualizing concepts that you've sketched mm. and i'm seeing more and more people using it uh putting in their sketches and as a 3D rendering tool, it's insane, you know, how it slays shadows and depth of field and colors. And yeah, it's, it's, from that side of it, it's pretty incredible. What would take, you know, hours of training a key shot, you know, um, and that's the side of it where it's potentially less creative in the sense that it's not coming up with new imagery or concepts you're using it as a tool and you are still the creative driver that's where the, maybe the clients could come in as well because you know we we get a lot of fag packet sketches and you know it would be way better if we did get straight away a 3d you know 3d well rendered piece uh to get your head around things but like i wonder that. if you get that situation could you have a you know if it's a a client i don't know they're using their own money they've invented something in their shed and they've come out and they've gone I want this, and they've got some yeah. wonderful rendering. And then you're, you've then got maybe that situation of kind of going, oh, you, you've got to question <laughs> these things, right? As a consultant, you've got to question things, advise yeah. them, and you know, is this the right strategy? Is this the right? Is this the right? Is it solving the right problem? All those things you would typically do at the front end is mm. that someone could be kind of going, I want this, <laughs> and, and then you, it's like, well, yeah, yeah, but we not... offer all these other services. You just want this <laughs> to be made, and it's yeah, and and it's almost people. It's almost empowering those clients and the general public to feel like they're designers, but they're also yeah. skipping yeah. quite a few steps. Right? Yeah, mm. yeah, it's like Canva for product design. <laughs> yeah. yeah, does it does it does it does it lower the out the outside value of design? Does it cheap? Does it cheapen it? That's a really good question. 
Um, <laughs> I say no, because I think that the value is in that creative input. Mm. Um, and then the added value or what it cannot do at all at the moment is development. I think, yeah, coming up with a concept is one thing, but being able to develop it into a manufacturable product within a budget, um, within a, yeah, a serious set of specifications. I think we're quite a way off that. And I I can't see how that would work at the moment. If if you you was a design student, so let's say you was a second year student or a third year student, you're seeing all this stuff pop up, a lot of noise about it. Do you think that's something that you should spend much time focusing your attention on or actually, or not? <laughs> would, you, would you be going, <laughs> this is the, the, the skill set I can effectively bring into a design studio once graduating because I've got the time to really nail down these this bit of software or, yeah, or would you just would ignore say, it and just crack on with the, the current fundamentals? That there I'd are compare it to, to my year as digital sketching. Okay. I kind of left uni at the time where it was very much hand rendering, uh, marker pen renders, and um, and I definitely didn't pick that up sooner. Okay, and that's where the grads now unbelievable, <laughs> so <Yeah>. good. <laughs> you know, everyone is just free flow sketching on iPad, and because I didn't jump on that straight away, I kind of missed out on that. I, I'd see this as that next evolution of. Uh, it's a skill set and it's I see it as empowering for mm-hmm. grads. I don't, I wouldn't be concerned as a grad, absolutely not. No. Um it's another skill and it's it's another I think, yeah, someone um wrote today, it's another tool for the tool bag. You know, it's it's something that to use and being able to jump on it early and understanding it, you'll only be empowering. And yeah, I think it's crazy. People say I've seen people say that oh, there's no need for there won't be a need for grads anymore. <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have grads. We don't have seniors. You know, yeah. you can't just chop off the shit. <laughs> yeah, particularly these people who are going to know a lot about the kind of what the right prompts to use are. Yeah, you know, exactly. it, 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 working with your peers at that level is going to be so much experimentation. Um, it's yeah, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Just, I mean, just, it's. Do you see a future job title of prompt engineer? <laughs> There's definitely new job titles that we don't know yet. I, I definitely believe that. I think there's, you know, um, you know, a product designer graduating around, you know, millennium um, shows how old I am. But the, um, <laughs> was, you know, a product designer in that definition was someone who could do do research. You could do the concepting. You'd be doing some um uh design engineering um and then you know as you come through it you know i've you know what you know the ux and the ui elements you that these things you kind of picked up and you've always kind of on product designer to me it's the same experiential thing and obviously we've got these roles now and you're kind of going right this person is in ui and that's all they do or mm. they do mm. they do they do user research and that's all they mm. do and it's like wow and, and obviously, these people are fantastic, and they become so sort of specialised. The quality, the output is fantastic. But I think for the people who are probably older and have been a bit broader, mm. it's 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 still kind of hard to kind of understand that division of labour a little bit. Um, yeah. But, and in particular for a small consultancy, you can't have 
just ah user researcher or yeah. that breadth, right? So I think it's it's but yeah, I d- definitely think there's new 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 terms. Maybe prompt engineer is <laughs> but, but there's there's definitely things going forward that we yeah we don't we don't know yet. Okay, cool. And one of the things I should probably say is we're doing our um our salary survey at the minute, our salary guide, and lots of people have filled out our our form and it was funny because just reading through kind of what i would say the range of emotions that people have <laughs> around ai being, uh, um so the question was what are your thoughts on ai stroke chat gbt and what impact does this potentially have on your day job so and it's funny because the first one is not bothered <laughs> and then the one underneath it um goes um industry redefining so it's like this real kind of breadth of like some people think their jobs are going other people don't really care um so i presume that most people probably fall in between those two things (laughs) um but yeah it's 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 been quite interesting just to see i suppose the range of emotion that people feel people rightly talking about um the, the kind of the natural biases that it has when you do your kind of prompts yeah. and things um so it's quite limited in 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 in, in that respect um and then you had some comments as well didn't you tom from 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 earlier uh, of kind of a, a range of I different did. comments that people yeah we've had a bunch of responses i did a quick instagram poll <laughs> um yeah a lot i'd say overwhelming kind of excitement yeah it would say it was the word that was coming up intrigue um yeah excitement intrigue so for research productivity yes uh design solution generator absolutely not (laughs) um uh we've got one person here that said more worried the client will see it as another reason to pay us less (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, and I'd say excitement came up in a third of the responses we had. So mm. I'd say that's the overalling emotion, I think, that we've seen. Um, yeah, do you know what it generally feels like to me? Uh, I do actually remember the first time I ever used the internet. Uh, <laughs> see, the first week of August, 1995. Um, <laughs> nice to find it. Genuinely. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it was an, uh, in a Welsh cultural festival called Neisteddfod, uh, which is, um, yeah, a cultural, but they have a technology tent, which is, you know, where nerds like me used to go and and, uh, and look. But they had the, the internet and they had a couple of computers. And that moment of kind of, I think it was a Yahoo chat room, God knows who I was speaking to. <laughs> but, you know, I'd, gone, I'd, I'd gone to like a football page or something, you know, I was 14 yeah. at the time. And you know, from that moment, you kind of go, "This is this is different. This is yeah. this is you know, I hate the word game changer, but it's yeah. it's if it, it, it feels like that." And you kind of go, you know, everyone's saying, "God, this is going to be," you know, uh, you know, a lot of people dismissing it. You know, there's, there's a really famous video clip of David Bowie saying, you know, like, "Oh, this is genuinely going to change yeah. everything." Yeah. And mm. and and I think this is this is something to consider as well. I think mm. it's. You know, it's going to be more subtle in the background. I don't think it's going to be as in your face as what you think. Mm. It's definitely going to be a, a supportive technology that's in there already. You're like, mm. you know, I think the word AI does scare a lot of people, but 
you know, think about every time you get a Netflix recommendation or yeah, Spotify, yeah. Spot, Spotify suggests some songs that you like, like it's doing the same thing, yeah. right? It's doing exactly the same thing. It's picking up on patterns in data and, and yeah, providing completely. you to them because you're actually quite a lot like a lot of other people. And just quickly before we kind of move on to this, but in terms of you know, within the kind of the range of the comments, there is that natural cynicism, a bit of mm-hmm. fear, you know, is my job going? Yeah. Do I need to retrain? But, you know, anxiety. Mm. Um, just quickly on, on that, it, it, on the other side, it could be blind optimism that it's, you know, you know, playing devil's advocate that, yeah. you know, so where does that come from in terms of that fear and anxiety? Is it something that, we need to kind of tackle head on and say, look guys, your job's not going. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, is it something that as, as an attitude is a probably not a healthy kind of yeah, place I'd to say be at really? What I've kind of learned over the years with anything that's coming out that's new is to not fight it. You mm. can't stop it. It's, uh, you know, particularly these kind of things, it's, it's coming whether we like it or not. You either embrace it and you jump on mm. or you don't and you kind of mess the bandwagon it's like the same i remember growing up um parents friends um graphic designer and he was airbrush and you know he he worked on some epic stuff um you know like uh cereal packets for like wheatos completely (laughs) hand airbrushed like this kind of like amazing stuff but he you know he was an artist and then the advent of photoshop and all these things and he resisted it 100 percent and you know I, I think he missed out on that and uh, yeah i don't know where where he went but that was my first kind of seeing of something that's like okay it's new technology everyone's scared of it at the start and probably cynical you know um but if you don't in embrace it in some way or learn how to use it i think that's the point is don't think of it as something that's going to take over all of our jobs and mm. you know we're all just going to be sat here typing in prompts and spitting out products so it's not going to be that but if you can find a way to embrace it somehow yeah. because yeah it's going to be growing and the rate that it's grown just in months you know you read i, I watched um some youtube today four months ago of them running um Dali's from uh, well Dali one which is what a couple of years and then a few months ago that Dali two wasn't released and they're still showing these Dali ones they're like what's this gonna be doing in a few months like you know people at home are gonna be doing it it's like that's today (laughs) (laughs) so you know this thing's going to be moving at such a rate um yeah I'd say don't fight it I think the other thing that I uh discovered today which was which was quite nice and it was kind of what would be the word it was very, very satisfying that I um, I asked ChatGPT, "What can't you do that a human can?" Yeah, you know, I think everyone's probably asked that question in some kind of shape or form, right? And you do look at those responses, and it's kind of ultimately is asking, "What is it to be human?" All right, and and I think when you look at those things, which kind of lists them, and you know, empathy, emotional understanding. Mm creativity, spontaneity, uh, ethical decision-making, and common sense reasoning was another one it told me. Um, we all know these, right? But it's obviously quite nice for just to list you them in two <laughs> seconds flat, right? Yeah. But 
my point being there is that when you then cross-reference them with design thinking skills, right, they're essentially the same. And that was that was like like that something really sparked there because you know, we've all I've had a beam upon it about design education for a while and not being core and it should be taught until it's, you know, 18 and beyond. But mm. those skills now that essentially are design thinking and they are those human skills, they're going to be so important in the future because AI and machines and robots will be able to do those other things. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's understanding from a point of view of, you know, design process and giving, um, I guess, yeah, young listeners and watchers understanding where, where how should they build their careers i think it's realizing that you know being em- empathic with the user being creative being spontaneous yeah. thinking of crazy ideas mm. making decisions again on multiple things that you know but it's cost and budget and aesthetics and um manufacturing and all the various factors we have to juggle those are all things that are design thinking but they're also the things that the ai can't do so yeah i i would say that let the ai support you but really focus on those on those human skills because those are the things that that are going to set you set you apart hmm. nice nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it it just dawned on me i was kind of going wow and then it, you know, it does beg the question of kind of, you know, when you think about schools going forward and the teaching STEM, and and I'm going, no, they should be teaching design, and mm-hmm. you know, that was kind of. Could you see? Yeah. Could you see? Could you see a? Obviously, we can't speak for lecturers, but could you? Could you see a lecturer during this process go, being a little bit afraid and a little bit cynical of it? But actually, they should be the ones that should be encouraging the. I spoke the to students. one before before the recording actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because I, I know I knew this question curious, was yeah. Up. yeah, curious, but it's kind of going. And he says universities and schools are freaking out a little mm. bit, uh, in particular in non-design, yeah, based say. subjects. They're the yeah. ones where if you're teaching 300 students maths, then there's an issue there. But the interesting thing that um, this person was telling me was that. The fact that art and industrial, uh, sorry, architecture, for example, or industrial design, are kind of set up with a process where you're getting that that feedback from from your lecturers, and you're going through a rigorous process. Like that's where you can't cheat. You can't put something <laughs> in, and, and it comes yeah. back because you need to talk about it. You need to have that critique. You need to understand the problem. Is it a worthwhile problem to talk about? What's your ideas? The concept. We all know those, those steps. So, I think that's the really interesting thing: is you can't you can't get away with it a little bit, right? <laughs> and yes, it's good. Yeah, create some wonderful images in Dali Mid Journey or whatever. Mm. Now, now talk about them. Mm. And and let's have a conversation. Yeah, let's dig so, but yeah, it was. Um, uh, I watched the podcast the other day, and this guy nailed it. Is that if we value grades more than we do learning, then that's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. So I think if we're all talking about what grade you're getting, you can cheat it. You can cheat your way to an A now, no problem, mm. if you wanted to. Right? Yeah. But what's the point, and what's the yeah. ending, and what's the learning? So I think the question is, how do people assess the learning? And you know, I, I was lecturer for some time, and it's it's a tricky thing sometimes when you've got arguably 10 minutes to mark potentially a bit of work that someone spent 
weeks on mm. because you know the time and various kind of limitations so that whole investment now from universities in individual feedback that is uh, meaningful is going to be massively massively important because you can't really have i don't think any more of these mass teaching courses because they're also massly assessed right which means yeah. there's no real quality in the in the kind of feedback that you're getting so it's mm. um but yeah i can imagine it is an interesting time to be an educator mm. i wonder how long till these tools will be taught like we did solarworks key shot mid journey <laughs> I, I imagine some progressive people are doing it right now like uh, it's it's like if you think about it from a design perspective the more iterations you can get the better the outcome right? mm. so it's if anything helps that and speeds it up then you can do more projects or you know like there's i think yeah um i can imagine there's some people out there who are right yeah. on it and we've, like you said before if you're not if you're not on it you're going to be left behind yeah, yeah we've got we've got our first uh key shot session next week which has been which is sold out so maybe maybe in the in the future at some point we should do some kind of ai yeah. based training don't need key shot anymore got mid game <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't tell don't tell Can't that to, yeah don't tell that people to pay <laughs> To, to come to the course i'll be sweating over these 30 days i'll be sweating over these 30 day payment now um, but uh i thought what would be quite useful um obviously some people listen to this podcast some people watch it so maybe if you're listening we're going to see how the next bit goes it might be one of those where you now pause and you go onto youtube you just pick up the guitar uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but we thought why don't we just kind of load up uh dally now and just kind of play around with it a little bit and just see how tom and win i'll probably shut up um see to see how they kind of use it and then because i think what one of the bits of i suppose content the bits of learning that that isn't really out there at the minute is that kind of and how is someone else using it? it it's almost a bit like you you know here, here's this thing that you can here's this new new toy but what am I doing yeah, I think it? that's that's where I was, yeah, really interested. I had, so when I first did it, um, my girlfriend was up super early. She had to get a plane at like six in the morning or something. So I was up. <laughs> it's like <laughs> 6.30 in the morning. I've got a couple of hours. Um, grab a laptop and had seen it pop up on LinkedIn. So I just thought, oh, just how do I do it? So mm. YouTube how do you sign up to mid journey and bought some credits and went on there and we were working on uh, still are working on a hydration pack at the moment so chucked in hydration pack for climbing <laughs> and it was like what <laughs> this is like 7 a.m now <laughs> like how have I you got woke four... up then didn't you <laughs> yeah it's like how have i got four concepts for a, a hydration pack with quite interesting parts of it is the first one i was like so i typed in hydration pack for climbing and one of them was um rigid external hydration <laughs> so if when you're going through that original concept stage i i bet the first four packs you draw are going to have a soft reservoir inside a rucksack mm. you know that's that's what we were working on that's the brief and this is like that one little spark is like oh hey there's 
that's quite interesting. Why would you think that would be better for climbing? Is it a uh, strength or is it a uh, temperature? Is it better to insulate it if it is rigid? If it's outside, have you got more space inside the pack and all those kind of things? What's your when you've been using both? What is your assessment between the two kind of Dali and mid journey? Um, I found. Let me give me sure. Give me thought. So one was better at, at, I would say, the concept. The other one was better <laughs> at, the, at the detail. I think it was Dali. Right. Dali was better at no mid journey was better at a concept, and Dali was a better visualizer or uh, essentially a renderer. Uh, really, <laughs> I, I was. I think it was that way around, but, but, but yeah, was it, definitely was it, was, it, was it the other way around? When? <laughs> um, but, but that's what I found is that you know you you was getting a lot more detail in there. It was something that again was maybe more expected. Um, okay, around it was. <laughs> yeah, is I've it, definitely found the opposite. Yeah. I found mid journey way more photorealistic renders. Mm. Um. And Dali, I found much more sketch level. Hmm. Um, I put a comparison on LinkedIn of a wetsuit, and the mid journey is like 3D, like epic 3D render. Hmm. And um, the guy's got like six pack, and it's just like, looks like you would see it in a triathlon showroom, you know looks wow. epic yeah. the dali one was a sketched dad bod <laughs> it looked like uh the jamaican uh bobsled team <laughs> kind of like a green stripe across the front um okay. this kind of square looking guy is that down to the the two bits of software or is that down to you with the prompts that you put well, that's the same, prompts. same prompts so i've been trying to do exactly the same prompts just to okay. do a pure comparison and you're probably right maybe you is it, could is it get one where to one the same you need answer to put, you need to put yeah. more detail on a certain one and you can be a little bit more vague on maybe that's on it. the other one yeah maybe yeah um, did, did you want to share your screen or do you want me to do uh, it yeah i'll edit all this out it will be one of those things so i wouldn't worry about it here's um, what i prepared earlier yeah <laughs> <laughs> So mid journey use on Discord and because I've used Dali yeah. and that's the set that's where you buy the credits and you get you get I think you get free some free credits when you join and you get some credits every month that kind of yeah Dali so I've never had to pay anything really it's just an email address and go same with Chat GPT yeah uh, um, I seem to be lucky getting on Chat GPT I think a lot of people <laughs> seem to be having trouble. Yeah. Um, actually getting time on it, but I found Safari better than Chrome. Okay. Don't know why. Um, seemed to be able to get on there pretty quick. Discord, I signed up to the most basic one. I think yep. it's like $10 a month or something like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's super simple. It works on Discord. Um, it's uh, And then you can go, if you go to mid-journey, you get a gallery of all your okay. um, images as well. So you can kind of, Troll back through your that's it's really addictive. I don't know if you yeah. had it win as well. <laughs> that kind of first 
couple of days <laughs> i found it really hard to drop um found it really hard to put down it's a, like one of those kind of toys of like how, how much of it how much of a time vacuum can it actually be in terms of like oh, massive yeah. absolutely massive if you can lose yourself on youtube right you know or instagram i'd say it's similar level of okay um yeah it's but it is one of those things where it's not mindless Mm-hmm. i'd say it, it is you are you know you're it's you can take it as far as your own creativity so mm-hmm. it's not something that you're going to like mindlessly scroll like you would instagram or something like that but i certainly lost a couple of hours and it's one of those things where we start a new project like i oh, just check it in mid-journey <laughs> so you are, just see what it has you know see how it deals with it and then you can start to read into the kind of next level of prompts so if I just chuck in, so we've got mid journey open now. Should we just put something in? So there's two main prompts that we use, imagine or blend. Okay. I don't know if you guys have tried blend. It's kind of a uh, image blending tool. Um, what do you want? <laughs> so what's the difference to imagine and blend then? What's the... so imagine is um, giving prompts, uh, okay. so text prompts or image prompts. Right. Um, and creates your your four image set. And okay. then from those, you can upscale or create variations. Blend is when you literally just give it two images okay. and it blends those two images effectively. So uh, if I go up a bit, I think you've got uh, supposedly me in a snowboarding jacket. Okay. <laughs> um, and oh, that's my dog, Phoebe, on the moon. <laughs> you, put, you pulled the image into that. Yeah, so that is two um, photos. So that's a photo of my dog on the beach and um, a photo that I just got off the internet of the Milky Way. Um, and it's rendered Phoebe in a few different uh, <laughs> few different positions with um, stars in the background. Um, that I've found is pretty limited, um, particularly with people's faces. It really struggles. Mm. Um but uh so yeah earlier on i think the the blending of uh brands is quite interesting um and products but also interior spaces it seems to work really well um and things like pos and i think i think that's in the whole other side of it is creating um kind of yeah pos ideas and concept mm. stores and that kind of stuff that's where it's really showing i guess there's lots of pictures of buildings yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's lots of types of architecture so it's kind of what's already out there so if you want um yeah what should we do nike concept store uh in a I feel, like, I feel like i've seen tokyo in every single one yeah, so, so yeah that's out. it <laughs> Japanese style. This is, I guess, um, the more people that do that, the more it's going to, it's kind of that self-fulfilling <laughs> thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, so when you put your kind of first set of prompts in, on any, whether it's Dali or Midjourney, yeah. is it one of those things where you just got to, you, you can't kind of overthink it and you just got to put, get it out yeah. there and see what, and see what it comes back? Or have you really got to spend time to think about how the wording that I'm putting off, you just got to just, get it out there and see what see what it kind of yeah comes back i normally with. yeah start super simple okay. start as broad as you can mm-hmm. and then from there you can start to so you can see oh, that's quite cool 
<laughs> clearly looks uh kind of japanese like a street street store um but uh yeah and then you can start and you can do negative prompts as well so you can okay. say don't show um the color green or um yeah don't show certain things um but yeah what do you want give me a product yeah so, so i'm just i'm just trying to think of like in a typical uh trying to relate this to not live projects running but just a you run of the yeah. mill startup or inventor or someone that's come in off the street you know what what would be a realistic kind of yeah. like thing the one thing for me you might work on or backpacks are really hard to sketch okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was part of the reason um so so, so a kid's so a kid's backpack a kid's uh, backpack. i've got i've got well uh, yeah maybe that's gonna throw it off now but you know you often get the kind of Oh, I want it to look uh, an Apple style, you know, because people yep. can't articulate what they mean, <laughs> what right. they like about Apple. But it's yep. like, you know, I want it in that Apple style. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm going to say Apple branded backpack. Yeah. Um, otherwise, Apple style. Um, and, you'd, and you'd keep it as basic as that. You wouldn't get into the intricacies, just, just yeah, simple to the point. Let's chuck that in, see what comes up. And then what you can do, so what I normally find is you kind of iterate on that. Mm. Um, and then you can also, um, when you do an upscale, you get a single image and then you can chuck that single image back in. Um, what okay. is interesting is that because there's a random element, every time you do it, it's completely different. You know, it is, it does, here we go. Uh, so what, lips, it, what, it, so what it hasn't distinguished there, there is the, is the is the brand and not the fruit. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly right. Because I think this it's, one it's... has started. To, I'd say that's an Apple uh, logo. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what it hasn't done is the attributes of what makes something Apple. I think, and that's what I tried. Yeah. So my first um, test was uh, trail running shoes. Um, blend between nike and braun because i was thinking trail running shoes generally garish <laughs> bright colors over designed um patterns and it didn't get it it completely mm. disregarded braun and gave me a outlandish trail shoe um but also but, it wouldn't pick up those kind of classic principles right what it's probably going to do is going to grab like i don't know the classic record player or the yeah. calculator or um, the clock or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to use the images of that rather than the fundamental core principles exactly. <laughs> of, yeah. of brawn in that and trail shoe. And that's where the user comes into it again. So I did a finished there by Muji <laughs> test. That, that was one thing. Okay. If, finished there made furniture in the style of Muji what would it look like um but to get to that I didn't you can't put in finished there Muji it doesn't understand what those things are mm -hmm. so I was putting in um pictures of uh jackets you know so finished there jacket and it was picking things like the colors and the textures mm -hmm. um and then for Muji um you're almost having to put in things that are um kind of over stylized for it just to take those core principles um and then it's yeah there, there's definitely a bit of 
iterative generating going on yeah. <laughs> that it's not so, so, so you'd but, have but, to you'd have to, sorry so you'd have to take for this backpack here um the one on the bottom right where it isn't a, yeah. a fruit you then have to take that image to then reignite that process so further yeah. ones on that theme would so version four you'd hit version four and it would come up with other versions of version four yeah okay so if we hit uh variation four and then what you can do as well is um upscale four and then drop that back in mm-hmm. with other prompts so you can say like this background but um let's see render it in a field or and that's what, what i was doing with the with the finisterre stuff was i had an idea in my head of what i wanted to look like i wanted a sofa on a beach made of down jacket fabric mm. <laughs> so I, in my head you know i might as well have sketched that i've i've kind of done the, the, the kind of the creative part at that point and then i'm guiding it mm. <laughs> to get to my outcome so in that sense and rent using it as a rendering software because that would be not a quick thing to sketch up in yeah SolidWorks, Blender, and then get that into a rendering program and then get the right shadows. And I think that's where that's where I see the benefits at the moment is visualizing something that's naturally quite hard to CAD. Yeah. And how much quicker would that be? How much time would you save doing that? Oh, insane. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to yeah, to to CAD a realistic sofa um let's go let's just wind up. i think just back on that on that time aspect is you know you got to think about this you've almost got i don't know a team of designers who are working at a thousand times quicker than any designers at your disposal yeah and if you imagine you were essentially instructing those same people as they were humans is how, how would you explain what you want if you are mm. kind of dictating a design to them so i think being very clear with the language i mean i actually found myself <laughs> using kind of please and would you mind if you've got, if you've got anything else yeah. that you're doing at the moment would you mind you know explaining <laughs> do you remember going back old, old internet days remember ask jeeves yeah when yeah, people, yeah yeah what do you want to ask jeeves so people were like Please, could you find me a pair of shoes <laughs> on the internet? And then you realise it's just like Nike trainers, and it will get you exactly the same results. It kind of yeah. disregarded. But then I feel like now we've gone back to ask Jeeves. <laughs> now we are actually <laughs> typing in. Actually, please, could you uh, write me a song? That, <laughs> I think that's something that people are doing, or maybe not doing currently, where they're actually I, I think rather you... than just putting the prompts in. You, you still need to have some kind of collateral in terms of imagery and things to get the most out of it rather than just put a few words in and it's gonna yeah i think you have to to a certain degree if you want to get something usable um yeah you have to you have to guide this ai yeah Yeah, exactly Mm. um so like this but um matte silver uh minimal see if we can see if we can try and get something apple macbook slash rucksack um yeah it is a case of 
iterating and keeping it going, starting on something and then finding finding something kind of leaning on it. I found it likes to put faces on things if you don't give okay. it too many prompts. Early on, I was trying to I was trying to do the clock, and that was probably the hardest one to get because it just it was just putting weird faces on things. Okay, it's really not understood this. <laughs> <laughs> so then i suppose i suppose then you as the person with the technical knowledge or whatever has to understand where why this piece of AI hasn't understood the previous prompt yeah. i guess because then you so, can easily get yourself in a rabbit hole where you're going well i don't understand you know and if the ai doesn't understand you're kind of at this kind of point where you're just kind of putting something in and hoping something kind of sticks yeah. and you've and that's where the time vacuum kind of get sucked up i guess so i'm trying now so it hasn't understood that it's a backpack so therefore if you supply the picture of the backpack it will then understand that yeah so we've got the picture of the backpack and then set a backpack like this (laughs) (laughs) minimal silver render on a beach photo realistic so this is also like the cool thing is that you can tell it how to render it so whether you want it photo realistic or if you want a sketch or you want it in the style of Van Gogh, it seems to be everyone else is doing. Um, okay, so then now it's. I would definitely say the um, text prompts seem to have more weight than images mm-hmm. at the moment. So that's really stuck on the fact that it's a backpack, and then it's almost the text is an addition. So the image um but it's got got the color that bottom left i'd say is a silver backpack on a beach um so then also there's a hierarchy in your prompts so Mm. generally whatever you put first is kind of the highest weighted and then as it goes down okay um so it's quite interesting playing around with the order um so and and as a i suppose there's a someone that runs a design studio and we obviously people report into you that kind of stuff as someone that's in a bit more of a senior position when you're looking at things like this how much are you kind of going i don't really want my members of staff to be prattling about this all day you know what at what (laughs) point at what point is there is there like a you know to get the most out of this is something you should be kind of diarizing say right i'm only going to spend half an hour on this or 20 minutes or 10 minutes or rather than all of a sudden your day could just be gone very quickly Mm. just you know you need to how kind of rigid do you need to be in terms of right this is your time where you use this software and then you know you have to you have to go and do something else otherwise you know the working day and billable hours are going to get sucked up (laughs) doing you know doing stuff like this yeah definitely sorry before you do something um it's not a problem that's come up yet (laughs) um but, but, yeah, you think it could, but you think it could? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it's one of those things where you, you have to self-manage whether you're mm. being productive at anything. It's the same with CAD. You know, if you get stuck in a wormhole in SolidWorks, you need to have a break and move on sometimes. Mm. Um, if you're trying to create something and you do end up in an infinite loop, and it's that self-knowing, I guess. Um, yeah. It would be the equivalent of kind of giving, I don't know, Every, no one you've SolidWorks ever. You bring SolidWorks in, and uh, then you go right. I want to play with this and experiment with it. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Other people would ask. Okay. Is there a training course? Nope. Is there a manual? Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how do we learn? Um, 
There's a few people chatting about it on the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to go. And that's the, that's the stage that it's at, right? And I think right. it's, it's only going to get quicker. There's going to be, there will definitely be people doing training courses on, on how to utilize this in the best mm. way. Um, uh, there'll be probably certified mid-journey experts and various things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's that stage, isn't it? Yeah, and do, do you mind, Tom, if we, in terms of the Apple backlog, we just quickly go yeah. on Dali and just see what the Yeah, yeah, I was just from. thinking what we should probably do. Let's go right back to that Apple branded. Let's just chuck in the exact yeah. same prompts and see what comes up. This is Dali. We're on there. We're just telling people that are listening to this thinking, what on earth are these three people talking about? <laughs> uh, this is the most boring episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> so we're on Dali. We've just typed in Apple branded backpackers. It's the real baseline prompt just to see what kind of. Yeah. So as far in. as I know, Dali was one of the first, hmm. but they didn't release it to the public. So then there was a bit of a race for other companies to try and do the same thing, mm. which is where Mind Journey came from, apparently, is kind of what I what I understand. Um, this is quite interesting. So there's another thing I found with Dali, where Mid Journey will give you complete products. Dali, I found, gives you kind of little snapshots, okay. kind of really kind of macro pictures. Um, and actually this one... It's quite a nice texture on that. Kind of a part of a leather backpack. Um, it's attached itself to the Apple logo more. Mm. Yeah, I'm getting Monsters Inc. vibe from the second one. To be <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been playing around with um, yeah, also dropping in pictures from Mid Journey into Dali, into Dali. seeing nice. how it would. Nice um do work with variations okay so here's a good example so where we did those backpacks so this is 3d render a design of a hydration pack for climbing whereas mid-journey i'd say we're getting those kind of more photorealistic renders this is what i mean by um kind of sketch up (laughs) is probably the best way i'd describe that is that (laughs) kind of not quite as resolved uh a lot of them don't really make sense you know what's going on with a strap you can (laughs) physically wear that Uh, whereas the mid journey i'd say you pretty much you're getting a full concept whether it's absolutely mad or not you can kind of imagine what it was thinking whereas dali yeah, I suppose the I mean, more the more the more detailed that prompt, the more likely that gets solved. Yeah, potentially. If we yeah, if we did spend some more time on this, um, we might be able to get a bit further. Um, but yeah, going back to asking it exactly how you want it to render is probably a good point. Mm. Um, so yeah, if we did, um, let's try just adding a photo. Both realistic. And then see what it comes up with. I quite like the, the fact that you have to, it makes you wait. It, again, <laughs> yeah. back, back to the mid, mid 90s, it's like on a 56K yeah. mode and waiting for an image to load. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you think, do yeah. you think it, it, do you think it is actually waiting? Do you think it's instant and it's Whoa. adding to the, I mean, is the it, computing it, power, not, not particularly with this one, but with the previous, with the mid-journey, you kind of go, what is it doing? 
that, you know, mm. <laughs> you're yeah. like, how many how many Photoshop Photoshop steps is that? Someone yeah. told me recently the sky, you know, when you go on Skyscanner or Kayak or one of those, and it takes 10, 15 seconds and it's flicking away and it's saying loading. Yeah. That's all just a fuss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, has, yeah, I don't know how much that's the anticipation experience. Exactly. It makes it think that it's more intelligent because you're yeah. having to wait for it rather than an instant. Um, it's that's the what a UX with... designer does. That's what UX designers get paid <laughs> yeah. for. It's like <laughs> open AI when it's typing, you know, it's like, yeah. It is like something's typing, you know. I'm sure it's instant, um, but it's kind of spelling it out for you. So these are getting better. Um, I'd say that's it's still mental, though, isn't it? <laughs> but, but, but isn't that probably a little bit more interesting in a way? Because with the renders, you, it's like feeding a CAD model into Keyshot. You know what mm. you're getting. You're trying to make it feel as lifelike as possible. But from a more abstract perspective this could potentially throw something that you just didn't yeah. think and you could Ooh, be yeah. designing you could be an expert of designing backpacks all your life <laughs> and, it's, yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then suddenly you put something in it's like oh my god this is and that interpretation of some pixels that it's brought yeah. in i think that's yeah. i kind of find that a little bit more exciting personally mm. Is that where just these kind of rigid handles on the side i think yeah. that's the point as well is that these programs are trained on attributes mm. so it's a collection of attributes is what it's giving us really yeah and it's yeah it's how they've kind of been mashed together um yeah this this profile here this almost looks kind of clear and hollow and yeah um yeah fish tank <laughs> yeah fish tank on the back yeah um but to give you an idea of the the um yeah sofas so this is going back to the finished air um sofa the photo realism from a render point of view on some of these are incredible just how it plays with shadows on materials and uh, natural falling fabrics and you know if you ever tried to do that in any kind of CAD and rendering program it's not easy to achieve mm. Um, We're interested in this kind of cross-platform aspect you're doing. I think I saw something that a guy the other day within a matter of hours had written a whole kid's novel <laughs> with illustrations um, <laughs> in, in a matter of like, I don't know, three or four hours or something. Yeah. Um, but I think the way that you kind of play with those things and moving from one to the other and saying what the benefits of those are, I mean, you know, we haven't even talked about video yet, but I mean, mm. I think once, you know, video or motion rather and mm. animation and things you could do, it's, you know, obviously that takes a lot more computing power, but that will, that will happen very, very quickly. Um, it's, it's yeah, massively absolutely. interesting uh, how yeah. you can play with them all. Yeah. yeah. Animation is a great point. I think if we could, drop in a key shot render and get it to do animations in real life settings and things like that, that could be of real value as a tool, you know, not as a creativity producing tool, you know, as a, as a tool to use. Um, I'm just going to show you the wetsuits because these may be not. What are these? (laughs) I think, I think Um, what's worse about this for people that are, Listening to this is I've seen worse than that on portfolios. In terms of what that's <laughs> in terms of you know, and Wayne, I'm sure you've gone through some recent applications. And I've definitely yeah. seen worse than that. <laughs> Which is another point then that you again it, it's important for those people to be critiquing 
in a design perspective or not just a purely visual whether mm, it's you yeah. know whether it's students in a university or whether it's a portfolio is kind of going no matter how flashy your render is mm. I, I want to see more it puts uh, even more work onto the process totally right totally right actually yeah yeah um yeah oh, this, is, this is a good one uh, so I asked it to design a water bottle with a sports cap. <laughs> <laughs> that that is absolutely brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. Uh, you, need to, you, you need to post. You need to post that on. Yeah, that is. But that's the crux of it, right? Where it, it unless it understands that language, it ha- and doesn't yeah. understand that meaning, right? And like. That is fantastic. I think that's where, yeah, the limitations are of taking words in isolation. And it's obviously gone, you know, bottle, sports, cap, and it's associated with sports to the cap on the bottle, and it's kind of tripped itself up. Um, The the lack of humour is certainly noticeable, even on the the written, even when you write things. It's almost like you're kind of at a party or something, and you're suddenly going, this is the most dry person I've ever met. Um, As far away from them as possible. Any kind of final words from you in to wrap this one up? I don't know. I mean, I'll let you close the show. Yeah. I know. I was thinking what I was thinking about it earlier is it's like, I think for a long time, designers, I don't know, maybe felt like they trying to find a, a place in society or, you know, where, where do we fit? What's, what, what's, what's our purpose? But I think the more I've realized in particular today that all these things that we do from a human perspective as a designer, whether it's researching, trying it out with people seeing if people are going to buy it in the end and all these things they're all those human curiosities that's what i love about being a designer and mm. and i think when you realize that all these other things are just tools whether it's yeah a 3d printer ai solidworks whatever it is it's all you know even a pen it's just a tool right and it's it's all those things you like being around people is it's what you love most about being a designer so it's mm. uh yeah it's sometimes you've got to get deep into these things to kind of get you know philosophical and feel that you're uh that yeah you've still got a future thanks for listening uh, as always it can be a bit of a controversial and sensitive topic uh ai within the design world um we've actually got another podcast recording where we're chatting about imposter syndrome so don't get too comfortable with two design truth podcast episodes in fairly quick succession uh we're just in the final planning uh, stages for Design Truth 006 at the time of recording. That'll be our latest uh, community get together, uh, first of the year. I uh, hope to see a couple of you there. Um, invites will be going out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, look after yourself as always, and uh, yeah, see you next time. Bye.